Hello and welcome to another episode of Lie, Cheat, and Steal, the podcast about liars, frauds, thieves, and bullshitters. I'm your host, Pat Soroyce. With me, as always, my co-host, Kath Barbadoro. Hi, Pat. How's it going? Going good. I'm uh, sitting here uh, somewhere outside of Atlanta, uh, hanging out in a house with like four comedians at an Airbnb uh, on the day off between shows. And um, Hell yeah. yeah. Four comedians. How yeah. many? How many? Be- how many beds and baths we got in this? Uh, we have we have two baths, three beds, and one couch. So all right, not <laughs> yeah. bad, not yeah. bad. That Com- is for touring comedians. That is pretty respectable. Yeah, Those comedians numbers. have been in in much d- different situations. Uh, I've been running around with like a, a, a three man crew, and then uh, we needed to get a PA dropped off to us, so the company sent us another crew, and we got kind of like just are crossing paths for like one show, and then we're all going back out in our separate ways. So. Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's been it's been pretty fun. Uh, like, I just love being on tour, man. You have nothing to do. You just wake up and you wake up when you wake up, and you just like, like you know, <laughs> none, of, none of this like oh I have to get up. You wake up when your body's done sleeping, and that you don't really realize how treasure how, how much of a treasure that is. Yeah, I remember you saying you love going on tour because you're just like whatever problems there are in at my home, like that is another Pat's problem. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, is yeah, not, yeah. That is not tour Pat's issue. Not at all. Moment. It's like I couldn't even take care of him if I fucking, if I wanted to. In most of the cases, it's like I just have to wait till <laughs> I get home. I can't do anything. But it was time. I yeah. got up. I, I went to the the Planet Fitness. Uh, smartest thing I've ever done is have a Planet Fitness membership on the road. I don't know how I did yes. it before without one. It's the best. The black card is yeah. worth it. Like for as much as I make fun of Planet Fitness, I have like ten minutes on it in my act. But like, yeah. <laughs> it really is worth it if you travel. It's really good. Yeah, like, he's like I don't know, like I've been having some. Um, you know, we, we ain't getting no younger around here. I've been having some. Uh, some like like lower back pains when I wake up. It's a little stiff. It's a little sore. It takes a while mm-hmm. to to get in the groove. And as just a cruel twist of fate, I found out the only thing that makes it like uh, be ready to go is if I wake up and start working out, which I think is fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. No, it really it's such a bummer when you get older and you realize that like everything people say about that stuff is completely true. hundred like, percent. Yeah. Exercising and drinking enough water will like completely transform your life. Yeah. It sucks. It's yeah. So <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. And it's like to the point where I kind of have to do it now, but I got that black card at Planet Fitness so I can just, um, I can just go in there and fucking, I use their little massage bed. So that's like my thing. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's just so funny. Like I wasn't saying I was feral for a few years, but I was kind of out there. <laughs> like I am like, now it's like, I wake up and like, I, I have to go to my little gym instead of my little massage bed or else my back doesn't yep. feel good. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I am here for it. Cause I was out there, you know, uh, you know, you're, you're kind of out there on the fringes for a while. So it's kind of cool to be back into a normalized society, but, uh, <laughs> how, how are things going up there with you? Things are good. Um, speaking of normalized society, I just got home from my my office job. I was at work, and uh, we I, we had to fit this recording in it kind of between stuff. And uh, I bike to and from work, and there's unfortunately a hill both ways. And uh, <laughs> so I got I got we were gonna record a little earlier. I was a little late to recording, and it wasn't. I was home, like I got home in time, but I was like. I need to not record for like 10 minutes so I'm not out of breath yeah. on recording because I'm like tired. <laughs> so yeah. uh, it's always the worst. I, I've had to like like move furniture in to like set up the mic, like and stand on something in like at the last second. And by the time I get on the phone with you, I'm like, what's up, Kat? How you doing? Yeah. It doesn't feel great. It doesn't yeah. feel great. Uh, but you know, it's good. I buy like I, I work uh, in an office three days a week and then I work from home on Mondays and Fridays, which is great. And uh, so, you know, like three days a week, I'm biking like six miles a day. So that's good. That's we're just always... we're getting so old. Bro. Yeah, it's really oh, funny. Man, we are. And so <laughs> I, I remember during the, the pandemic when I was working construction and like I like I, I like that I do this full time now. And like but like I this is the one job I actually missed just because of the health benefits. You know, what I'm saying? It was like I was outside yeah. every day. I was in the heat. It was like I couldn't I couldn't eat enough calories to, to like, like in a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really is like it, it makes a big difference when you're doing something very active like that. And, yeah. And, uh, you know. But, you know, we're doing our best. We're doing we're, our best, guys. Uh, we're dealing with aging gracefully, I think. Yeah. We're trying. Well, okay, so let me, let me try to – I had a segue. I think I might nail it off that one. Um, okay. No, I'm going to go back with the, the, the original one. Okay, so what was the other one? We're talking about normalized society and uh, just kind of you know, getting the things you want, the creature comforts in life. And, um, sure. You know, things you want cost money. And uh, so there's uh, ever-increasingly strange ways to get money these days. And I wanted to talk today about – 
uh, some people who have just captivated the American imagination and attention span uh, for the last week. Uh, of course, we were talking about uh, they, they, there's really no official name for the scam yet. So I'm just going to call them the NFT couple. And I think okay. we all know who we're talking about. The, that is, yeah, they they laundered money or like they, I know that I know all I know is the word billions was involved. Yeah, yeah, it it, it got up there. It was, you know, with the with the ever fluctuating price of cryptocurrency. Yeah. They didn't. <laughs> these guys didn't sign up to steal four point five billion dollars, which I think is crazy, and it's an aspect I never thought of. That you know, if you steal uh, a commodity with the in a you know in a um, uh, a fluctuating value you may steal one amount of money and then when everything comes home to roost you are on the hook for much larger amounts of money which right yeah you might you might have to pay the consequence yeah. as if you stole much more even though you didn't get the benefits of that it was like when the uh the uh uh, Texas uh, Border Patrol uh, in West Texas. I was coming back from L.A. one time, and they tried to tell me that they could charge me for the weight of all my edibles. <laughs> I was like, I don't know, that man. Sucks. <laughs> yeah. That's not how that works. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's. Oh uh, yeah, I threw like I had a bag full of like regular cookies, and then I threw a bunch of like weed cookies in there, and was like, all right, like it's just gonna be fat dude traveling with a bag of loose cookies. That checks out. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, like, that's. And so uh, they kept us in there, fucking in a little holding stuff like seven hours. They were like, just tell us where they're. At. I was like, I don't know. And then eventually they found them and they were like, they, they, they plucked out the ones that were the edibles. They're like, we could charge you for the weight of those cookies. And I don't know if that's true, but it scared me. So, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I want to talk today about the NFT couple, Heather Morgan and Ilya Dutch Lichtenstein. Uh, Dutch's a cool ass nickname. I got to give him to that one. Um, so, that is, I think it's funny that your nickname is uh, one country and your last name is another country. Yeah. That's very interesting. <laughs> I didn't even fucking think about that. Hell yeah. They call me, yeah, they call me Brazil Dutch Liechtenstein. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Heather Morgan and Ilya Liechtenstein are the married couple being charged by the U.S. Department of Justice for attempting to launder $4.5 billion, billion would it be, worth of Bitcoin stolen during a massive 2016 hack of the cryptocurrency trading platform Bitfinex. Now, I remember this was in the news. Uh, it wasn't the biggest story. I mean, it was a lot of money stolen, but it just, you know, it was just like, but some uh, made up money in a digital account disappeared. It wasn't the biggest news story, you know? Uh, sure. That I mean, as we've realized in the last like couple weeks, that apparently seems to happen like every day. Yeah. So, <laughs> Dude, so people just rip off other people on cryptocurrency markets. So. Yeah. Our Discord chat is like everything. Every day I wake up and somebody's dropped something new in the Discord where it's like it's 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 like an episode. I'm like, what the hell? Like, there's a Let's Go Brandon coin that is yeah. that turned out to be a rug pull, and I'm like, that's an episode. And it's just like I don't want to turn into an NFT expose podcast, but. Please, can some of y'all go steal like a monument or some shit so we yeah. can talk about something else? Mix it up. Mix yeah, it yeah, up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jeez Louise. I'm dying over here. So uh, <laughs> the pair were taken into custody last week after a five year investigation led to the discovery of stolen Bitcoin and virtual wallets linked to the couple. Now, authorities recovered roughly $3.5 billion of this $4.5 billion, making this the largest cash seizure in American history. So, wow. yeah, this shit. Um, already like this this shit's this story's like a week and a half old netflix has already ordered an entire series about it so sure of course yeah. they have and yeah. we have once again beaten them to the punch <laughs> by the way i i watched the whole anna delvey show it is very bad oh really <laughs> not oh, good yeah man. i was i was very disappointed in it it's if you like um I don't know if you like Shondaland stuff like, you know, Scandal and stuff. It, yeah. You might like it. I, I've never really been into those. The woman who plays Anna Delvey is pretty fun. Like I like that she's, actress. She's she's cool. Yeah. Julia Garner. She's good. And she's like, I think she's sort of bringing the appropriate amount of kind of levity to it. Yeah. But the rest of it. Yeah. Kind of a stinker, unfortunately. <laughs> I hope someone else makes a, di a, a different one. Um you know, another version of it because it's yeah. such a good story. But anyway, just yeah, wanted know, to bring up something that uh, we beat to the punch. Yeah, yeah. We wonder what's, good, what's going to be a real stinker is that, is that like live act, not live action, but that, that Tiger King show. Like, I get, I'm oh, not they, saying, are they already made another season of that? 
Yeah, yeah, well, the, the, the second season of the documentary or the second because I haven't seen the first is has the first season come out the one where it's like Kate McKinnon and so oh, and so the the fictionalized version yeah yeah I, I don't know I don't think that one's come out yet it's, it's just like it's I don't know it, it's just so funny like how like dumb Hollywood is it's like that is a two and a half year old it's like a two and a half right. year old story it, it was like the time that that shit peaked was during quarantine we've seen every iteration of it there's a second season of the main documentary and now they want us to watch actors playing these people <laughs> like I'm just like come right. on no one cares anymore. Sorry. Yeah, because yeah, we, we, uh, we don't care. Unlike these guys who, as I said, have captured the American imagination and attention span since the story broke. Now, whether one chooses to focus on how the young couple seem to encapsulate almost everything that is wrong with America's current obsession with hustle culture <laughs> and upward mobility, uh, or if you're just captivated by the outlandish lifestyle depicted by Heather Morgan in her rap videos, one thing is very clear. This story was inevitable. <laughs> like this was <laughs> this story is the inevitable culmination of just about every movement or cultural shift in the last 20 years of mainstream American culture. It has bottlenecked into these two. I should say I see these two. The really the, the real media star here is Heather Morgan. Uh Ilya Lichtenstein. She's clearly the face of this. Yeah. She is, yeah. People are very into Watching her weird ass uh, yeah. like social media videos. Ilya Liechtenstein, the, the guy Dutch, uh, is the just the most uh, unremarkable stick in the shallowest of mud. He's just he's, he, he, <laughs> the guy. The guy sucks. He is not the breakout social media star uh, that his his better half is. So. We're going to dive right into this. Now, this all started with, as I said, the 2016 uh, Bitfinex hacks. And if I'm saying that wrong, go to hell. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I do not care. It's the 2016 Bitfinex hack. Now, in August of 2016, the Bitfinex cryptocurrency exchange based in Hong Kong uh, announced that it had suffered a security breach. Around 2,000 approved transactions totaling 72 million were sent to a single wallet from users' separated wallets. Uh, immediately thereafter, uh, Bitcoin's trading price plunged by 20%. Uh, this actually uh, caused the. This is interesting. We talk about the fluctuating price of goods stolen. So when this started out, it was. Uh, so they stole. Um, 72 million Bitcoin and, and it was su- okay. and, and it was such a, a, a shock to the entire like cryptocurrency ecosphere that cryptocurrency devalued so by the time they were done stealing it it was only worth 65 million <laughs> like, I thought wow yeah okay so like their their um, theft of it was significant enough to affect the market price yeah yeah, interesting. That's, okay. Yeah, we, we, yeah, it's 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 uh it's crazy. Which you think it would imply scarcity, but I guess all it did was just present instability, which people were like, Ugh. right? Yeah. It turns out maybe this isn't a good investment. I'm gonna pull my yeah. money out, and then you know. Oh man, I was like the most like hits blunt crime plan. Like, check this shit out. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna steal so much money that money is less uh, is less um, common, and it goes up in value. Thusly, I have stolen <laughs> more money. <laughs> Genius. I mean, that's essentially what cornering the market is. Like, yeah, that's pretty much what that is. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mean, like our it fucking, works sometimes. Yeah. So yeah, so these guys, um, yeah, like so they, by the time they, by the time they made now, I say they, but there's no concrete connection, um, in, in like the uh, between, uh, uh, Heather and Ilya, and the actual theft of the Bitcoin. So, and I don't, I, okay. it's to the point where I don't think they were involved in it, or at least not involved in the theft, but I mean, maybe they, they had, they were set up to be the recipients, uh, you know, in the, in the, in the fences for this stuff, but. Okay. So it, it seems like they were connected in the sense that they were maybe laundering it, but they might not have been the ones who actually stole it. Correct. Is that what you're yeah, saying? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, there's no, it feels like they're like, they're going after these guys. Cause this is like, you know, this is what, like, uh. I have a feeling this is going to be like a definitive case for crypto, and mm-hmm. uh, and, and and I think the, the Justice Department is really like trying to trying to like like make an example out of these out of these people, and so mm-hmm. because like you know, as as it stands, it's so much easier to steal uh, cryptocurrency than it is to like defend it. It feels like so yeah. this is this is them being like, hey, they're they're going to use this to be like, guys, we can still 
really fuck your life up if you want to if you want to come play in these games. You know, I think I think that's they're going to make this, this be this. And it feels like if they had that on them, if they had the definitive proof, they would have dropped it by now. Or they could be biding their time, but they've already made the charges, and these guys are already facing significant prison and fines. Uh, so obviously, we'll, we'll get into that. But I don't think they're able to connect them with it, and I honestly don't think they had uh, anything to do with the actual theft. So, but they got the money somehow. <laughs> they did get the money. They did get the money because, and now this is where I'm unclear because this money sat dormant for a significant period of time, and I don't know if it was one of those things where they could just see where it went. And I imagine they could with blockchain; they they could see where the stuff went, but they can't. They had no way of being like, you know, it'd be like if somebody stole your phone and you can see where the phone's at. But you have no clue, like, yeah, you know, yeah, you know you're like, okay, I know. That's, it's- I from our NFT episode. That is my understanding of how crypto works: is that. You can see the wallet. The anonymous part of it is that you don't know who that wallet belongs to. Yeah. And that's the part that is, um, like, that is where the crypto and cryptocurrency comes from. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it'd be like if somebody stole your wallet and then, or stole your phone and then ran into a high-rise apartment complex and you're like, I know it's in that building, but I have no clue where specifically in that building it is or whose apartment it's in. Right, yeah, yeah. something like that. So... So yeah, they have. So after learning of the breach, Bitfinex halted all Bitcoin withdrawals and trading, and Bitfinex said it was tracking down the hack. Now, exchange customers, even those whose accounts had not been broken into, had their accounts account balance reduced by thirty six percent because that that was just how big of a deal it was. It shook everything up. So it's like it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, at least you, know, you steal steal Bitcoin, but it's like it wasn't just stealing it. It like just it, it fucked up the market. So it like messed with everybody's right. money. Yeah. So, yeah. The uh, yeah, the exchange's access to U.S. dollar payments and withdrawals then curtailed so people couldn't even get their money out. Um, right. And the hack happened even though Bitfinex at that point was using state-of-the-art, uh, you know, multi-signature security. Uh, it still still went through. So it laid dormant for about um, about a year. And then in early 2017, it, it started. they started to see small little amounts move out of the wallet. And they moved through a marketplace known as Alpha Bay. Now, Alpha Bay is uh, not my dominant girlfriend. <laughs> hey. Oh, I'm dying. No, okay, so, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, no, Alpha Bay. Now, I want to do like a quick side on Alpha Bay. Uh, this place was like the Silk Road kind of deal. It was a, it was a dark net market. And uh, mm-hmm. it's just like a fucked up place. What made them stand out from the the the, the competition, so to speak, is that that you could you could um, essentially advertise a contracted service on Alpha Bay and then be paid off once that service was completed. So like, you know, it was like like I mean, just you know, use your imagination what that could be used for, you know? And, okay, so yeah, it's yeah. uh, there, people are doing some less than legal stuff on. Here. Yeah, and I, I would, like less than legal and like way less than ethical. It seems like it's the place for like like if you want to like physically harm somebody or murder somebody or yeah. or yeah. wage a campaign of terror because they were uh, they were attached to the um, there was a a string of bomb threats made against Jewish community centers back in 2017, and mm-hmm. they're almost 100 percent certain that it was a. Uh, Alpha Bay was was the, uh, the, the it was achieved by somebody uh, posting their service it. on Alpha Bay saying yeah. like hey I I will wage a bomb threat terror campaign for you <laughs> so it's, wow yeah Damn. yeah to name check okay. your other show what a time to be alive uh, yeah wow yeah. so now Alpha Bay was eventually shuttered by international law enforcement uh, led by the the FBI. Uh, now probably the money, for the best it sounds like yeah 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 yeah, yeah probably <laughs> not a good place to leave open. Uh, the money was then rerouted to a Russian marketplace known as Hydra, and through the shutdown. Well, that of, doesn't sound sinister. No, at no, yeah, so yeah, yeah, probably yeah. fine. Alpha Bay sounds like a catalog where you order like sports shoes and shit, you know, like and like right. And, 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 and Hydra sounds like oh, I don't know, like the Nazi science wing in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, right, no good. So yeah, so they moved to Hydra, and it's a uh, it's it's a Russian marketplace, not a much more reputable, uh, you know, and just as dubious. So, mm-hmm. but with the shutdown of Alpha Bay, uh, workers were able, or um, government employees were able to retrieve, investigators, I should say, were able to retrieve these, like, long and incredibly complex crypto keys to open up your wallet. And mm-hmm. so they were able to essentially get the keys for the wallet that had the Bitfinex Bitcoins in there. And, okay. And that was what led them to the doorstep of the subjects of our of our show today. And, wow. uh, so it took them it took them a couple years. It took them five to five crack years. Crack the wallet. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And and, and then the five years, those guys like they were I don't know, 
we'll get into what they were doing for, for five years, but they were aware that they needed to make some moves. Uh, and they, clearly they didn't make enough. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, but in that time period, so the initial amount of Bitcoin stolen, we bring this up, the initial amount of Bitcoin stolen was 119,754. At the time, Bitcoins were $600 per coin. I mean, it was a $72 million theft. By the Got time it. everything was said and done, it, they're at $4.5 billion. So it's Yeah, yeah, five years. Yeah. I mean, it took the whole time they were trying to find these people. The value of Bitcoin has, you know, fluctuated, but has more or less gone up quite a bit. Yeah. It's like I remember because I uh, when I lived in Austin, um, I was dating a guy who was in who worked in tech and uh, he bought his weed in Bitcoin. And I thought that was the funniest thing. Like I just it cracked me up that he was buying his weed, his weed in Bitcoin. He also thought it was funny, but like he would have to go. It was like before Bitcoin was like a, a big deal. Yeah. So he would have to go to. The one Bitcoin ATM in Austin, which was in the lobby of that Alex Jones conspiracy bookstore on the drag, oh, to go shit. put like eighty dollars worth of Bitcoin so that he could pay his weed dealer, and like that, I just am thinking about like the eighth of weed that he bought for that <laughs> amount of Bitcoin. He probably it would probably be like a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, it would yeah, just yeah. be something like absurd, <laughs> and he just spent it on weed in like 2016. I just think that's very funny. That yeah, that that is hilarious. That's funny. Also, that was my first introduction to Bitcoin. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, like there's uh, there's easier ways to get weed out there. I don't know. That just feels like a lot of trouble for weed. There is now. Yeah, I mean, well, he was like he worked in tech, so yeah, like this was that's like kind of what people in tech were were into at the time. But no, trust me, I made fun of him a lot. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, you really don't have to go through all this trouble. It's weed in Austin. It's fine. Yeah. Pay cash. Like. I was discussing weed with a guy who works in, in uh, like, corporate security and, like, cor you know, corporate, um, like, uh, online, like, electronic security. He's a former Marine, did the same thing with the Marines. And, uh, and I just remember he was talking about uh, uh, purchasing weed one time. And I was like, well, you can just use Venmo. And he was like, I don't use that. You shouldn't use that. No one should use that. And, like, the way he said mm -hmm. it, I mean, we didn't really get into details, but the way he said it, like, it was like, if you were talking to like a scientist and you're like, yeah, I drank that, uh, that chemical over there. And he's like, you should have never done that. Like he said it with the certainty of like, that's a mistake. Don't use that. I mean, yeah, I, I don't buy, I don't buy drugs with Venmo. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I stand by that advice. I don't think that's good. I think that's good advice. Just go to an ATM and pay cash. Yeah. It's, it's better for everybody. Oh, you, you, you know where there's another Bitcoin ATM now is in, um, uh, one of our ancestral homelands, uh, RBM food mart on Manor road. They have a, they have a Bitcoin wow. ATM in there now. Yeah. Austin has changed. Yeah. Goddamn. <laughs> so, yeah, so these guys, um, they were, uh, yeah, so they, they essentially, and I don't know, it's kind of like with the storm on the Sea of Galilee in our, our Isabella Stewart Gardner episode. It was like mm -hmm. when they, well, all those paintings are worth more money than when they were stolen. So it's like one yeah. of those things, and I don't know if they signed up to launder $4.5 billion worth of Bitcoin, you right. know? Because yeah. that, that yeah. it seems like it's like some, um, uh, office space type shit. Like they thought they were gonna steal a few cents off every transaction, and they stole hundreds of thousands of dollars. You know, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah they thought they were doing a much a crime on a much smaller scale. Yeah, like they knew they were doing a crime, but not to this level. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So the 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 breadcrumbs lead to this uh, this group owned by this wallet owned by Ilya Lichtenstein and his wife Heather Morgan. So the as I said, the Justice Department has has not commented on whether they had a. a a hand in the hack, but they know that they had possession of most of the 119,754 Bitcoin. So federal agents arrested Morgan and Lichtenstein uh, after law enforcement discovered them squatting essentially on 3.6 billion. So uh, there's still a billion dollars in unaccounted funds floating around out there. Um, and so they were also, and they were immediately uh, flagged as flight risks uh, because uh, homeboy Liechtenstein has Russian citizenship that he uh, made sure to renew back in 2019. And mm. they knew this was coming at least in 2020 because their internet service provider um, just sent them an email that was like, hey, your records are being subpoenaed. You know, like, like so. You're okay, like, so they had some time to yeah. figure this out. Yeah, it was not to figure it out. And like, again, I don't want to. I don't know, man. like, like I'm not, not, not trying to have like an I'm just built different moment here, but like if I had, if I had 10 grand on me and I got that email from my fucking, my internet provider, I would make a move. These guys seem to have unlimited resources and somehow yeah. still just hung around in Manhattan shooting shitty music videos for a year and a half. Yeah. Especially like if you have 
a, a citizenship in another country that is, I, I don't know what the extradition policy is, but I know that Russia and the United States do not necessarily have the greatest relationship. Yeah. So like, <laughs> I feel like that could really work to your advantage if you have Russian citizenship and you get a notice that your records are being subpoenaed and you know you've done a crime that uh, you did a crime on the internet and the records yeah. being subpoenaed are from your ISP provider. Yeah. Get the hell, get out of go, it. Yeah. Like, go, yeah. Go to Russia. Yeah, like, just, yeah like, very weird. Just make the call to your ISP. You're like, oh, that is that is interesting news. I must go, however, I do need to visit my babushka and I will right. be leaving. And just like slam the phone down and just get your shit. You know, like just grab get it. Get out of there, yeah. That is wild. No, but they, they stayed and yeah, they kept doing like public facing stuff. Yeah, yeah. And they got they got even, and they got even more public face. It's like almost like they doubled down in that time period. So um and that's why I said it's like they're like again, we talked we started on this episode talking about we're getting old, so I don't want to like say this, but it's like they're just kind of like the distillation of every and they're not much younger than us. They're like they're in their thirties. And so it's like they're just like the distillation of just like every shitty American fucking quality and habit that's out right now. Right. So, I mean, yeah, all all of culture has been leading to something like this. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. So when they ran up in their apartment, uh, the feds came to the apartment, they fed, they reported finding tens of thousands of dollars in cash, a hollowed out book for transporting bills, which is just uh, 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 a, a cute, I guess, kind of. It's cute. Uh, yeah. It's cute. And we want to hear something even more adorable. They found a bag with a phone in it, and the bag was labeled burner phone. <laughs> oh, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> hey, like you know her like her little TikTok video where she's talking like automate. The, I would love to see her TikTok video about crime. Like, hey guys, welcome to my crime video. I mean, for sure, always label your burner phone burner phone. Um, also, who here's a day in my life as a criminal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I started off by getting 45 cases of Voss water. Uh, did you see that when you said <laughs> what a day that dude had that? I did. I <laughs> was did. full of Voss water. I was like, man. Whatever, man. Psycho. Why make the money if you can't have fun spending it? I guess, but that makes no sense to me. Uh, so at one point, an old girl. And this is this is funny because again, she just knew something was up. She said, uh, while they were like flipping her house upside down, she was like, "Man, this is a." Uh, stressful my cat's freaking out can i take him outside they're like yeah and she picked her cat up and walked towards the door then lunged at her phone and immediately started trying to like lock it up oh <laughs> 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 uh, yeah they had to like wrestle her phone away from her i can only imagine her cat was like Wah! the whole time it was oh a, a madhouse yeah oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, so now, I guess at this point, we want to talk about who these guys are, who Ilya Lichtenstein yes, tell me. and Heather Morgan are. So they're, uh, this is now this is going to be out of a, uh, a New York Magazine article uh, that, that seems to kind of uh, um, give, give a good rundown of who, the, who these two are. So now Heather Morgan, uh, we were asked the question, who is Heather Morgan? And that's interesting because that was actually uh, asked um, in a PowerPoint slide above her presentation that was supposed to be like a ted style talk in a library room of the williamsburg hotel and she started off by rapping along uh, to her own song versace bedouin and we're gonna get into her rapping stuff here in a minute oh and they said somebody, somebody who was there said that she made it 25 seconds before whoever's running the event just cut her music <laughs> oh, wow wow yeah yeah i mean if you're like the the age of like letting white women rap in Williamsburg <laughs> ended about five or six years ago. I yeah. don't think they I don't think we're allowed to do that anymore. <laughs> so she said so it said um it's from the the uh, the New York magazine article. It said Morgan was one of those many mid career millennials living a multi hyphenate life in the uh living a multi-hyphenate life as an entrepreneur, CEO, investor, marketing guru, and quote persuasion expert. Uh, in 20, July 2019, she, <clears throat> 2019, 2019, fuck me. In July 2019, the under 30 founder of a marketing startup stood before a small crowd at the NYC Salon Talk Series after meeting one of its founders on a first class international flight. She was there to pitch her version of social engineering, the cybersecurity world's term for manipulating users to get them to hand over sensitive information that can be used to steal identities or break into accounts. Uh, I can't imagine that's what she said she was doing because that is yeah, illegal. Yeah, yeah, so. no, no. What she said she wanted to do, uh, she said she wanted to um, basically was like, uh, she wanted basically getting the art of getting people in real life to give you what you want. And yes. it's just, again, these are just the, 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 
the uh, inescapable outcome of this hustle culture, grind set culture, where like a, a, a boardroom full of tech bros just invents something, like, invents slavery, like you know, like once a week. And yeah. it's like, yeah, it's one of those things. She was like, okay, I know this thing that we've all agreed is a crime and bad, but what if we did it? You know, and that's just and that's all. That's the right. only difference. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The difference is that I get money from it. Yeah, yeah. So now <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Yeah. So she, uh, so she had moved to New York, um, and she had been. I think she came there in 2018. She moved to New York with an- another tech founder, her husband Ilya Lichtenstein, aka Damn, Dutch. Damn, this this is really bumming me out because uh, she she did way more in her her time in New York than I did. I, <laughs> I've lived her I've lived her longer than she has, which yeah. really bums me out. Like. She really made it a lot further than I did in that time. That yeah. is, man. Yeah, like I, you know, there's nobody out there doing a podcast about what I've been up to. You know, like, I know that for damn sure. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> so uh, now she showed up at this tech scene, and she had a tech background. She was moving from Northern California. She had started a company called Sales Folk, and what Sales Folk was was a, essentially a company that um, calculated and like perfected cold email sales pitches and automated it too so essentially she just had uh you know uh, uh, she was like kind of like a, a digital junk mailer essentially and she was just yeah, yeah hitting people with with sales pitches for stuff cold you know cold a calls spammer. Yeah, yeah 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 that's that's one word for it oh my my friend is married to the daughter of a uh, of a direct mail magnate, and uh, he's just like oh uh, like yeah the, the junk mail king of like the southern American states. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so uh, I, I was just like, did y'all get like? I'd a- watch like a I'd watch like a um, Danny McBride show about that guy. Yeah, the, yeah, junk d- mail d- king d- of direct the southern mail, US. Yeah. <laughs> Be I was really like, good. I was like, man, are y'all's wedding invitations gonna come on like cardstock with like fucking coupons right. on the back? <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so she was like, she was in the scene, like in the tech scene in New York, but she really didn't bring up her, um, her tech background. Like she wouldn't really mention that she, uh, owned a tech company or whatever. She would just kind of show up and people were like, uh, as this one person said, um, this artist, uh, Caviar Coleman, he said, we just had fun and she got to be herself around us. I mean, she would just come in wearing costumes and would start freestyle rapping and we would just make faces and go, oh my God, she's off the chain. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I run into these types of bars sometimes, and it's a it's a real bummer about yeah. living here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Th- th- that's it's again. This is like one of those like like these these communities that just seem so fake that in my head I'm like I could I, I feel like I could just infiltrate these motherfuckers, but I'm past that. Yeah, you life. could for sure. You could scam me. <laughs> yeah. No question. No question. So as far as as to how they met. Uh, they, now, now the Liechtenstein. He was born in Russia, in 1987. He moved with his parents to the U.S. He grew up in Chicago. Uh, he ended up going to um, he went to college at University of Wisconsin Madison, and you know he just and he got in with a, a sale a, a tech sales company called MixRank, which secured a 1.5 million dollar investment from Mark Cuban back in 2011. Mark Cuban's been reached out to about this, and he's just like, I I talked to that company. I don't remember him as a person. So you know, like, so. Uh, now, Morgan herself, she grew up on the Oregon-Idaho border. I've been there. That is a very remote spot uh, yeah. in a town called Tahama, a town of about 400 people. Or she, she was born there, and then she grew up in Tahama in Northern California. And she has like, one of those things where, like, I don't, I don't want to, like, be mean about this, but like, that, that, those self-important white girl backstories where it's just, yeah. I don't, like, she's like, you know, like, yeah, growing up, like, I was exposed to this, and my, my parents made sure I knew about this, and it's kind of like, I don't know, I feel like it's just a way of gussing up that your parents had a bunch of money and free time. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. she said, my dad literally trained me on how to hunt with a spear in case a wild boar would charge me because they lived in the country. And then uh, she went over, she ended up going to getting an economics degree from University of California, Davis. Uh, then she w- worked at the American, uni- or went to the American University in Cairo uh, to work at economics. And then that was where she claimed she gained expertise in, quote, penetrating black markets and shadow econ- economies. Uh, but some of it just also around corruption or other things like that, unquote. So, uh, this, she ends up meeting uh, homeboy. She, she meets Ilya Liechtenstein at a party, and he they end up kind of hitting it off. And he proposes to her in like a stupid viral day long marketing campaign, essentially. Of where course, she, yeah, yeah this, that's what that's what's gonna work on this woman. Like yeah. that's the language she speaks. Is yeah. that kind of bullshit? Yeah. <laughs> And so, like, also, so I started watching her videos, and, like, the ones where she's, like, presenting herself to the camera, uh, you know, her voice, 
it's not Elizabeth Holmesy, but it's got that it's got a little oddity to it. But it's like whatever. That's you know that's the, the way you talk. When it's like the more candid videos of like her and him just hanging out and having brunch, like. I, I, again, nobody can really help the way their voice sounds, but all those things you just hear, and be like, oh, these guys suck. They're just squares. Like, yeah. there's this one where she's like, they're eating like waffle or pancakes at this like fancy brunch, and she's like doing these stupid like um, Instagram faces. I'm posing by my food, and his voice mm-hmm. in the background is like, oh, you're so funny. Oh, you're being so oh, funny, God. Heather. And she goes, yeah, you don't get it though. Not being funny. This is like my take on like what uh what the fuck did you say oh on how over the top social media is this <laughs> is like okay oh just eat wow your- you're the first person to ever do that <laughs> yeah yeah that. just eat your expensive pancakes idiot <laughs> like, i don't want to for real yes yeah. so she uh and so yeah so he proposed to her the, the whole day basically she wandered around manhattan and like found all these little packages and then it ended up uh her like um walking up to a Times square billboard where she was being proposed to um, mm-hmm. And then they ended up getting married in Culver, in Culver City. Uh, she walked down the street dressed in like Moroccan attire, or walked oh, down the. Walked I the- bet their wedding was so annoying. Oh, I yeah. bet their wedding was like otherworldly, yeah. obnoxious. Oh, you're right, because she walked down the aisle wearing like. Uh, like Moroccan attire to the final countdown by Europe. <laughs> oh my God. So she's like, I'm going to be ironic and I'm going to do like weird cultural appropriation. Yeah. 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 Not just going to be annoying in one way. I'm going to be annoying in like as many ways as yeah. I can at once. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because, because you know, Kath, if you're going to be annoying in this game, you got to be annoying on multifacets. Okay. You got to be annoying in it's your true. sleep. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you got to figure out how to be annoying when you're not even there. You know, like, and that's <laughs> So yeah, she and then she ended up performing her song, uh, uh, her song at her own wedding reception. Her song is called "Turkish Martha Stewart." And okay. now I don't know what her like ethnic background is, but she really seems to pass herself off. She like tries to identify a lot of these North African communities, like she calls right, herself because she did. Versace Bedouin. Versace Bedouin. Tur- she's a Turkish which, Martha like, Stewart, which is in North Africa. Tur- but you know, what I'm saying like that, like like yeah, but it, yeah, like it. She's going for this one part of the world, but like you said, Turkey. There, there aren't Bedouins in Turkey. Like, yeah, that's a different part of the. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a wild. different part of the. It's a different the Mediterranean zone. It's yeah, it's none of this. None of it makes sense. Uh, now she. Um, yeah, if you guys go go and look at pretty much any video you can of her out there, they're just bad, man. And she like she also fancies herself a bit of a comedian, and she of course has a, she does. All these people do yeah. every like everything about what you've explained about this person. I'm like, this person has done. I would bet my life she has done an open mic or an improv class. Yeah, like no question. Yeah, she she said she go she ghost wrote sketch before, which mm. that just sounds like the most thing. Like like I can just see myself smoking a cigarette outside of like the, the new movement theater back in the day, and some girls like, oh yeah, I liked your comedy. Like oh cool, you do comedy. I ghost write sketch, and I'm like, I don't know what that right. means, baby girl, but okay. <laughs> like people aren't like you know, it, it's not like she's writing for TV. People will give you credit for helping to write a sketch. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. I don't understand why you would ghost write sketch yeah. comedy. <laughs> like, or it sounds like somebody was like uh, wanted to humor her by letting her write a sketch, and then like didn't want like to be associated with them. They're like, hey, we're gonna give right. you a ghost writing credit. It's more prestigious. Don't ask how. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. So now, now where does where the rapping comes up? And, and, like, we got to focus on this a bit because that's that that's like the hook on the story. This would just be a regular ass story if this chick didn't have the worst <laughs> flow of the 2020s. Uh, so yeah. So she um, basically, I read I read this entire article because she wrote a lot. She was also getting jobs as a freelance writer, and her mm-hmm. fucking articles were just the kind of vapid shit you would expect. It's like you know. Three ways to make thirty thousand dollars before this, what? Just all those like stupid, uh, you know, pseudo finance shit. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. The like spammy, clickbaity. Yeah, uh, of course. She wrote that, but she yeah. wrote about, um, she wrote about a. It was. She said she was on a business trip in 2018, and she was like experiencing personal burnout, and was just like. Man, you know, so she she said that she she had personal burnout and found out that dishonest employees were fudging the numbers, which to me sounds like she got called out for like for fudging the numbers, you know? Right. Yeah. Or like wasn't paying people or something and they got mad or like something. Like yeah. That. Yeah. Dishonest yeah. Sa- employees. Yeah. Sounds They've to me. They betrayed me, my employees. Yeah. <laughs> sounds to me like she, she fucked up. And so she was uh, 
she ended up like was like, you know, I just need a, a creative outlet. I need something to to express myself. And so she just like she was in, in this article. She's writing. It's very self important in the article she's writing. And she's like, and I decided that I was going to try rap. I know who me right. Like I have an annoying voice. I have this. Why would I rap? But then I found out it's not about, you know, it's not about like. Uh, your, your rapping skills, essentially. Basically, she she gets into this, like, spiritual thing of why she became, decided to start rapping. That's, like, the entire point of the article. But what she says, <laughs> and she goes, so I didn't know how to fill my free time. And she just goes, I'm, I'm going to do this in her voice. But she was like, I mean, like, it's just like, you know, this is, you don't really realize what to do with your free time when you've been going beast mode for years. <laughs> <laughs> it's so wild because it's like, I get I I she probably was very busy but it's like everything this woman has produced is do you know what what chum is in terms of like a website um, so, I would imagine it's, it's just like like trash I guess like. it's the so chum is like those uh, like automatically generated like ads at the bottom of a website that look like more articles on the website oh like, yeah Chum is like doctors hate her like that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. that's chum. And like all this this woman's entire life's work is chum. Like yeah. she is just like human chum. Yeah. And so she's like I'm so busy doing all this stuff and it's like you make garbage that yeah. people only see when like autoplay goes on too long. That is the only like that is what you put into the world. It's just wild to me. And you can make a you can make good money just being fucking chum for yeah. the internet it's insane it's so crazy yeah, yeah here's the list of her, her her article list three great ways to train new hires four simple marketing rules that drove 370 million in sales and yep. uh you know what's funny is that that 370 million is very close to the 360 million that we talked about in our patreon episode yesterday and like i'd just mm-hmm. be so funny if she was writing about that company um <laughs> three and, and then also that this is the best three steps to become an expert in anything <laughs> yeah anything expert yeah. And so she's doing like business chum and then she's like, I yeah. need a free time activity. So she starts making YouTube chum, these terrible rap videos. Yeah. And so then she, 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 she ma- just can't get away from chum. Cannot do it. Yeah. She's just like, try as I might, like <laughs> try as she might, she can't produce one thing of quality. It's, it's almost exactly. It's like a, a Sisyphean effort of her trying to make something that's <laughs> not just absolute trash. And she just can't do it. Uh, she actually, um, one thing she did, she when she wanted to pursue rapping, and again on some like Uncle Adam's bullshit, instead of just just start rapping. If you if you're out there, you want to be a rapper, buy a cheap mic, get a cheap beat, and figure it out for yourself. You know, don't take a comedy class, go do comedy. You know, and uh, so totally, she she yeah. meets this guy at a party, and he's like an actual artist. I forget, I, I his name is somewhere in my notes, but so she meets this cat, and he's like. You know, basically, like, yeah, I'll teach you. He's like a kind of like quirky ass dude. He's like, yeah, I'll teach you how to rap. He's they would meet up under the bridge in fucking Manhattan and just like write and hang out. Mm-hmm. And then she would pay him for his time. And then she decided that she was like, hey, how about I just like help you sell your music? And then there was like a dispute about his money and pay, so he dipped. Mm-hmm. And uh, when asked for comment, he was just like, yeah, fucking, uh, you know, karma's a bitch, clearly, because she is <laughs> about to go to prison for half a century. So <laughs> she, uh. So yeah, so she was she was writing with Forbes. Now when Forbes, when all this shit broke, Forbes released a thing that was just like, "Yo, uh, Heather Morgan was a Forbes Women Contributor from July 2017 until we ended the relationship in September 2021, and she was never an employee." Uh, yeah. Now, <clears throat> when the news started tightening, uh, when, you know, when, when things started getting uh, getting rough on them, they. They've been looking. So they, they were arrested. They were held on eight million dollars in bonds. That was a uh, three million for um, for Heather and the additional five million for Ilya. And they have deemed. So they've decided that um, they have decided that Ilya is much like like probably the main conspirator, and that Heather. Right? Because didn't when, I, when did they get together? Did it was you, in two thousand and fourteen. Oh, okay. I I thought they got married after um after the the Bitcoin stuff, but it, it sounds like they've been they were together at the time that this all happened. Yeah, and you know one thing I noticed it was like so when she had been um when she said she started rapping in 2018 because she was like oh, I always had all this free time I got moved out of my job I think that's when she realized that like it's one of those things where she's like I could just live off my fucking my little trickle of Bitcoin billions that I'm stealing as to not alert right. the authorities and it seems like yeah. that was when the free time happened and that was when all of her stupid ass like <laughs> art happened which as a guy yeah. who's experiencing an uptick in free time yeah it, it's, <laughs> my my art has also gotten stupid so I can understand that 
um, so yeah, so she was she was being uh, being detained uh, for the the uh, eight million total, three for her, five for him. Now their parents were asked to put up their houses to ensure to ensure the bond and make sure they don't f- flee. Um, also, she has been able to, after being arrested, still make some moves somehow because uh, she had all of her album covers and various other NFTs for sale on uh, on an EFT website called OpenSea, and they have all disappeared. So wow, okay, yeah, yeah, they're all off the website now. Yeah, somebody, somebody got you know has has access to their to their stuff. Man, my parents would be so fucking pissed if I got in trouble and they had to put their house up for my bail or yeah. for my collateral or something. They would be like, no, absolutely not. That's yeah. another sort of tell that these people are from are probably from privilege. Yeah. If that's what her parents were asked to do, yeah, it's but, like, well, but, first of all, that means your parents own a house, yep. so and it's probably not a, a shit hole. Yeah, because <laughs> it's it is considered valuable to the courts. So. My, my mom would for yeah, sure. Yeah. First of all, my mom would be like, uh, "Maybe my house isn't going to cover whatever the fuck you did." <laughs> and then, right. And then, secondly, like I remember, like when I moved to Austin, and uh, I just had like you know I had bad credit, and I had fucking uh, you know I. Uh, I was like, I called mom. I was like, hey, I was like, they need a wild ass deposit unless you can co-sign. And mom was just, she just laughed, and I like kind of pushed it. And she was like, no, <laughs> like that was it. And like so, yeah. I, I haven't made that call again in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think you went to a couple parties at that old house when I lived with Jared and Josh. Like that was like, <laughs> yeah, there was there was. Uh, I don't blame her for not thinking I could. Yeah, like we we had a knife throwing wall in that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so she uh, so that's happening right now. This is from the uh, the Department of Justice, the DOJ, write up on them. Uh, Lichtenstein and Morgan are charged with conspiracy to commit money laundering, which carries a maximum sentence of twenty years in prison, and conspiracy to defraud the United States, which carries a maximum years of a maximum sentence of five years in prison. Uh, So a federal district court judge will determine any sentencing after the U.S. sentencing guidelines and other statutory factors. So. Again, when we when we do these kind of like uh, of the moment stories, the the endings aren't very um, uh, you know climactic. But this one is definitely going to be getting an update. This is going to keep moving moving along nicely. Somebody's going to probably find I don't know her old live journal. Who knows? There's so much yeah. more that could happen with this. Um, and the, also just because the, the this woman is bottomlessly annoying. There yeah. will be more content. She yeah. is yeah. <laughs> she will produce. I'm sure. This one lady said one of her homegirls was like. Yeah, when I heard she did this, she was like, um, I wasn't like, uh, they were like, I was like, I, basically, they were like, I wasn't shocked that she would do this. She was like, I was shocked that she could do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is a really damning. Yeah, I'd be yeah. so mad if someone said that about me. It's like, yeah. no, no. I knew she was like, not, you know, an ethical person. Yeah. I just thought she was dumber than yeah, that. Yeah. Like, that's tough. <laughs> That's tough. Yeah, to be clear, I knew her morals were dog shit. I just figured her incompetency would shield the world from the ramifications right. of what a bad person she was. Exactly. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So she, uh, that's the story right now, man. And I, this is, um, I feel like we, I feel like our social circles at the end of the day, like with her, like they aren't very far by a few degrees of separation. You know what I'm saying? Totally, like you live in New totally. York. She's fucking with artists. I'm a comic. I feel we know some people in our blast radius. So if you happen to have a, a, uh, a Heather Morgan or, you know, an Ilya Lichtenstein story, although real snooze fest there, I guarantee you. But uh, if you happen <laughs> to have a Heather Morgan story, tweet it at us. I don't know. I just want to hear more details about this person. She seems fascinating. Um, yeah, I'll put out some feelers because she yeah. is. I think they're around my age. Like they've lived in the city around the same amount of time as me. Like she does performancey stuff. There is there is yeah. some likelihood of uh, of overlap here. Yeah, yeah we gotta I'll, know somebody that knows her. And like, and dude, <laughs> and I like this is like kind of like why why everybody's here in the first place. So like, we don't need to talk about it. But her rap stuff is like, it's like out of there bad. And she she would like she would credit like. Um, uh, who did she credit? Aquafina and old girl from DeAnt Ward. And she was like, they just taught me that I could own my weirdness. And I was like, yeah, well, you can Ugh. own your weirdness, but like you talent, you got a talent too, girl. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. But that's also like, I it just, I don't know. I mean, it's obvious, but it's yeah. just like, that's so, it's so fucking racist to be like, yeah, the weird rappers, the ones that, uh, the white woman and the Asian woman, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Missy <laughs> Elliott Elliot is weird. Yeah. Like, Busta Rhymes is weird. Lil Wayne is weird. Yeah, like, yeah, Cool Keith is weird. 
Yeah. yeah just, that <laughs> really bothers such me. Such a good point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, the no, lady no. from D Antwort. Like, yeah. Oh, all right. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's a hundred percent, a hundred percent true. Like, and they, uh, yeah, the, the, yeah, there's a whole, whole bunch of things. The one thing that was kind of funny was at one of the, made several attempts to, uh, to launder this. And that was where like, I'm not going to say these guys, I, I'm sure these people are tech savvy. Uh, that's obvious. That's obvious in the fucking, like in the nature of the crime, but the, uh, one funny detail is that v- that video that's going around about her, of her of being like automate, educate, delegate. Where the fuck is she? It's a, her little like her little mantra. Uh, they believe mm-hmm. that they were able to to steal all, or to do all those like transactions, those like micro transactions out of that wallet in 2017 by automating the process. So it's just very funny that, that she was in that. Also, they tried to launder this shit through buying gold, Walmart gift cards, and other NFTs. And so it was just like, <laughs> there was when they tried to launder it, that's where like, that's where they started getting caught. Because it was like, yeah, you guys are good at, a, you guys are good at computers, but you're not criminals, you know? And yeah, so, yeah, or you're yeah. criminals, but you're but not this crooks, also, you know? This also speaks to what we said about NFTs, which they're a, a kind of perfect money laundering vehicle yeah so it makes sense that that's what they tried to do so, yeah. yeah yeah so yeah that that is uh that is, that is a story where it stands uh so if you guys hear anything more hit us up um we if you guys like what you heard today if you're uh whatever if you heard this found our podcast through this story we do two free episodes a month uh on all streaming platforms we also have two more episodes a month if you join our patreon and you also get access to our discord which if you love talking you know, talking NFTs and just w- watching that industry consistently fall on its face. Uh, our, right now, our Discord server is the spot for that. Like, I learned so much from there, and it's so entertaining. Like, it's full of really smart people who have really good takes and stuff and keep us up to date on stuff that otherwise would fly right under my radar. So that is on our Patreon. You can find that at patreon.com slash lie, cheat, and steal. Um, my name is Pat Soroyce, and I'm on Twitter at at PZTX. And you can look for me on there. And I'm on tour right now. Uh, so I'm going to be all over the place the next couple of weeks. Uh, I'm going to be in um, Atlanta. Oh, in Marietta, Georgia tomorrow night. I'll be in Newport, Kentucky. It's right across the river from Cincinnati. Uh, February 18th and 19th at the uh, Wooden Cask Brewery. Then I'm going to be doing... I don't doing... think this is going to be out. Yeah, it's a good that. song. <laughs> it's coming out in like a week and a half. Okay, so. i tell you what. Yeah, good point. Let's go ahead and just edit that. Sorry, I'll just... Okay. Uh, no yeah. worries. All right, so three... All right. So yeah, if you guys uh, if you guys like uh, what you heard, you can check us out on, on our Patreon. I'm on Twitter at PZTX. I'm on the road all the time. So if you want to come check a show out live, I might be in your neck of the woods here sooner than later. I also have another podcast called Good at Plants, Bad at Life, where a industry leading horticulturalist and media figure who knows everything about plants sits down and talk to me once a week and we he blows my mind with all sorts of crazy stuff and if you take care of plants or are interested in them or have a house plant you're wondering why it's not doing what it's supposed to do listen to that show it's very fun it's very entertaining and i think you will like it and uh kath you got anything for us yeah um i have another podcast called what a time to be alive it's a weekly rundown of stupid news stories we do a free episode every week as well as a bonus episode on our patreon every week um i have a show coming up in early march at caveat i'm doing the reductress showcase um i can't remember exactly when that is but follow me on instagram and twitter kath barbadoro on both of those and uh i will post about it so hope to see you there Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Right, right. Yeah, guys. Well, hey, thanks for tuning in. Have fun. Be safe out there. Uh, well, you know, the world is changing in so many ways, and there's a million ways to get screwed over. So keep your head in the swivel. You know, be safe, be smart, but above all, don't get caught. Don't get caught. See you next time. Bye.